Good morning, all you beautiful peaheads and peacocks. Welcome in. It's Jason in the morning on AM 1321. It's your Friday. It's your F-tastic. It's your weekend. Unless you work in retail somewhere else and you really don't get a weekend, or maybe every day's a weekend. Because uh, you either, uh, maybe you're retired. I don't know. Anywho, welcome in. It is Friday. We're going to get kicked off. Here we go. I wake up in the morning, don't even hit the snooze. Jump right out of bed to get that 15-minute news. It's Jason in the morning, it's Jason in the morning. AM Good morning. Welcome in on your Friday. We've got some stories for you coming up. Uh, not too much controversy today, just a little bit. First story is an interesting one. These things always intrigue me, right? Because there's a lot of, you know, I don't want to use the word bias because it's not right. But your brain, your brain's a smart little cookie. It likes to make sense of things. It's why when you see someone on the street. That's why doppelgangers exist. Your brain wants to make you think it's someone because that's what you recognize. When you see little, whether it's Vorschach things or whether it's, you know, something else, your brain just wants to make sense of it because it doesn't like chaos, right? So it would stand to reason that earworms are a little bit along the same lines, right? You hear music. Now, sometimes that's good. Other times, maybe not so much, right? Um, I mean, one of the ones I think that sticks out in my mind is the Notre Dame fight song, and then, oh, what's the Christmas song? Anyway, now you'll be playing the song and, and you can hear it, but lawsuit is out, coverage on this one by Ben Cesario. Sorry, slow start to the morning, slow start to the morning, got it, got it, we'll get fired up, we'll get going here. Ed Sheeran testified with his guitar from about an hour. Uh, this case, uh, I don't know if we've mentioned it before, uh, started out in 2017, was slow due to COVID, and uh, because his song, Thinking Out Loud, uh, so he's being sued uh, by members of uh, family um, that is related to... Gracious. I'm not doing good on this one, but it's not Marvin Gaye's family this time. Remember, Marvin Gaye's family uh, was uh, suing uh, Blurred Lines, uh, Robin Thicke, and gosh, who wrote that with him? The, the goddess is happy. Is it Mar uh, John Legend. No, not John Legend. Oh, I'll have to come back to that one. Anyway, wow, we're off to a stellar start this morning. Ed Townsend, co-writer for Let's Get It On. So family members of their estate are saying that Ed Sheeran stole the quote riff, the, the underlying music chords, right? The interesting thing on here, definitely not the first time this has happened where someone said, hey, you took the underlining, right? Uh, Vanilla Ice, right? That was another one. MC Hammer, uh, another one. Uh, there's actually quite a few. Even Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven uh, is got sued by a band named Spirit. Uh, with a song called Taurus, and I guess they used to play 
uh, shows with Led Zeppelin. They said they store the iconic uh, build-up to the beginning of the song. But in all these cases, the courts, the juries have had to entertain, well, do you own creativity? Or more so, was the first song that came out, was it so unique that it could be copyrighted, copyrighted right? And, and that's different from the lyrics, but the, the underlying you know, music. And so that's an interesting question. Ed Sheeran, according to the story, uh, was rebutting, and I guess there's a musicologist uh, that goes out there and says, well, you know, he played this note, and in the first 24 seconds, uh, you know, he used this minor, minor note or whatever with it, and so Ed Sheeran said, no, that's not the case. So he played the chord in court with the major version, and then uh, said, you know, that's what he's played all the time, and then played it with the minor one. Like, that one's just, he's like, yeah, it ain't me, bro. Ain't me. Uh, George Harrison, another one. My Sweet Lord evidently came from a, a different one. Now, some of these sound the same. Uh, I don't remember the song, but Two Live Crew actually did this as well. Uh, but they said uh, it was a parody. So they're like, yeah, we can. Uh, and that's different too, right? I mean, the whole career of Weird Al Yankovic. Uh, if you've seen, oh uh, man, what's the title of his movie on the Roku channel? But man, it's a, well, I won't spoil the movie for you, but uh, it, it's kind of the same thing. And the interesting thing here, and, and I, you know, this is kind of where I go with this, is one, copyright law typically only protects for the first 20 years, typically. Uh, the second thing is, it's most of the time, except for the Spirit case, that was actually by the member themselves suing. But in most of the other cases, it's family members, it's like generations beyond that are coming out for this. So what's is it, what's the motive, right? Is it, well, hey, we're trying to protect the uh, integrity or are we out for money? I don't know, it blurred lines in, in Robin Thicke's case, uh, $5.6 million was the settlement in that one. Out of Bloomberg, Worthless degrees, as the headline here, worthless degrees are creating an unemployable generation in India. Look, we've been talking about this for a while. This is not news for us, but out of uh, this story, Bibudat Pradhan and Vrishti Benawal, uh, what they talked about is there's a $117 million education industry, according to the story, in India. Now, what the complaints are is while there are many getting degrees, and if you have been part of the academic industry or institution, you may know that, you know, they're always telling you don't cite papers or be very careful what you cite from India. And this could be the reason. And part of the constant conversation is, well, the rigor isn't there. Here's your rigor. According to the story, among those interviewed for the story uh, were comments of, hey, I went to get an engineering degree. I was awarded my degree. But I don't know anything. I was taught by people who didn't understand the basic fundamentals of construction. Well, that sounds like a problem if it's an engineering degree. But it's preying on a lot of people in an increasingly overcrowded nation in which people are spending their money, sometimes 10 times of their annual incomes uh, and net worth to be able to get these degrees. But 
is it worth it? And, and what does it mean? Uh, you know, and, and so it's, what is the cost? But I would posit, and the reason I like this story is because the mind burrow of it all is, what does any of it mean? And not in a nihilist way, but, you know, we've talked about competence, we've talked about credentials, and, and that's a whole different part. Man, if you've listened to uh, our, our other podcast, uh, you would know that uh, this is this is a hot spot, right? Because the paper says that you've completed a course, a curriculum, a period of instruction, basically, but it doesn't mean that you've learned it, right? It doesn't tell you how good you are to think. It just says, yeah, they came here, they spent four years, whatever. It should, right? And this is why some universities are, are a little bit better than others because they do have more rigor to their programs, more rigor to the schools, and that raises the questions, really, and it should raise it for lots of folks otherwise. If you look at any of the graphs, like when we were talking about student loan debt, right, you look at how much that the cost of attendance has increased over the years, where's the return on investment for the students? And so one would think that on a lot of cases, and see this in the uh, IT industry a lot, where people are able to, you know, they go and get what they need, and then they, they bounce out. And that's kind of been a model for a lot of these people. Of, well, if I only need, you know, to learn this one thing or this one code, this one language, I need a four degree for. We're gonna ponder that uh, <laughs> during our break. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back. Well, if you've been enjoying your ChatGPT or AI-like fun, stand by. Stand by, times. They are changing. Dang, is that Bob Dylan? Anyway, uh, the EU, according to the story in the Wall Street Journal, Sam Schechner. Now, here's what's going on. The EU is introducing legislation to kind of push back on these artificial intelligence engines, right? And I feel like there could be some larger companies behind this as well. Now the competition is fierce in these areas because right now they're hooking everybody, they're for free. Look, this is basic sales people. They're getting you hooked on all these free tools and guess what? They're gonna freaking charge for these things pretty soon. You've already seen it with ChatGPT where they're like, hey, you know, but if you do the, the subscription service, uh, Mind Journey, uh, we talked about that one before. It gives you so many free, gets you hooked, you can do the art, and then it's like, bam, you gotta have a license, gotta pay for it. Now the kicker is, on this, is that they're, and this is kind of the chuckling part of this, is they want to be able to have shown or demonstrated in this legislation. Uh, what they're saying is basically, whenever it runs the query, it wants to know the references. It already does that. All you have to do is ask it. Like, hey, where where did you get this from? Or, or give me references for this. Information, right? It's like, dudes, my dudes, my bros. Just ask the question. Some people, and, and that's, this is why this stuff doesn't terrify me. Is because it's a tool. It's not a robot, right? Looking, well, not yet anyway. Looking over to take over the world. What it is, is it's an instrument. You you can't go to the store and buy a trumpet. Well, maybe an AI version you could, and it plays on music, but 
My point here is I will use the tool differently than you will because I will ask it questions differently than the way you ask. I may be looking for the same information or different information, right? Uh, and and so it's it's a simple thing. I was having a conversation yesterday uh, about two different uh, stadiums, right? And the the questions was, well, this one's bigger than the other. I'm like, no, it's not. And they're like, yes, it is. I'm like, have you been to either of those stadiums? Well, no, but I know one's bigger. And I said, I'll play your game. And the argument was because one of the stadiums uh, that I was disagreeing with, they said, well, it seats, you know, 7,000 more. I'm like, oh, what you're saying is that paid attendance for one, according to the seats, is larger than the other in metric and in number. It's bigger. Size-wise, which is what I was referring to, I was correct. And oh, by the way, I said, you're wrong because this one allows for 15,000 standing room only. So you can still have larger attendance. But the kicker there is it's all in how you ask the question what's there. So it'll be interesting to see if this one gains fruition uh, for what they're trying to do. Uh, Jerry Springer passes away uh, yesterday. Interesting dude, interesting lifestyle. Um, movie ringmaster, of course, the Jerry Springer show, which kind of had a twist on uh, on television shows. That one's very interesting for you. All right, don't fall into this trap today at the water. Well, here's it's, this one has an asterisk. I was going to say don't fall into trap, but has an asterisk to it. Uh, lots of stories out there that Bryce Young is the first number one overall pick from Alabama. He went to the Panthers. I guess the Panthers did not learn their lesson from Cam Newton, but we'll see how this goes. But, you know, there's another one. You know, if the water cooler, pop quiz, trivia, whatever you want to call it, how many number one overall uh, draft picks that were quarterbacks, uh, you know, had longevity in the NFL uh, and were successful? And by success, I mean Super Bowl wins or other teams to Super Bowl wins. Uh, but uh, according to stats, here's the kicker. Harry Gilmer was a number one overall pick in 1948, but that was before the NFL. So there you go. There's your asterisks on the day. All right, let's get to your sports, people, because I know you're waiting for it. Oh, man. Here we go. All right. We have... Do we have soccer? I think we have some soccer today. But in baseball, Pirates winners, Marlins. Man, that... Look, if you're not if you're a baseball fan, that's Central Division. They are just kicking ass and taking name of everybody right now. Uh, Marlins, Phillies, Cubs, Cardinals, Angels, Orioles, Rays, Mets, Twins, Yankees, all winners as well. Uh, back to the draft, three quarterbacks in the top three. Uh, you had Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and Richardson all going. Uh, so they went to the Panthers, the Texans, and Colts respectively. Uh, you had Valencia winning yesterday over Valladolid. Valladolid, Villarreal, winning over Espanol, Sevilla winning as well. Newcastle won yesterday, Bournemouth, Tottenham, and Man United tied to a piece. Lightning win over the Maple Leafs. Uh, so now they are uh, coming back on that one. Uh, Devils 4-0 over the Rangers. Uh, so now New Jersey's up 3-2. Golden Knights win their series. First one's punch their ticket uh, 4-1 over the Jets. Uh, NASCAR is at Dover this weekend. So lots of soccer action going for you as well. Celtics win their first round series on the NBA side. That's what we've got for you. As always, brought to you by Linda's Library for Socialites and Savages, Julius Prudent Produce, Heathcliff's Captivating Lodging, Bernard's Obstacle Golf. You've got 
Winston's Editing Services. And hey, we're always thinking about you. Shake your feathers. Enjoy your weekends. Jason Morning, we're out of here. Be good to each other. Be good to yourself. Be a good human. We'll see you Monday.